Welcome to Nothing Matters, your podcast that discusses the quest for happiness and overall self-improvement. I'm your reality coach, Brandon Winstead, and today we're going to take the next step in our journey to achieving that peace of mind and happiness that we're all searching for. In a previous episode, I mentioned that I would like to get back around to this subject and explain it in more detail. I want to talk about what I meant when I said we live what I call a ternary existence. Ternary meaning three. My belief over time um, in studying myself and others is that we are a being consisting of three minds. Three minds coming together for the good of the whole in order to keep us alive and functioning and experiencing. So unfortunately, these minds do not always work together. They can work separately from each other and cause havoc in one person's life if the person is not aware of this. Now, short disclaimer, again, I will say I have seen similar information in the past. Um, I've seen phrases like mind, body, and spirit, but it didn't seem to exactly fit how I wanted to convey my messages to other people. And nothing seemed to fit my personal needs for how I needed to move forward and improve my life in the ways that I wanted to. So that being said, the big question, what are the three minds? The first is, of course, your mind. The mind I have spoken of already in past episodes, but I will recap. Your mind is a brilliant calculating machine. It can take in and process an unbelievable amount of information at an incredible speed. Our mind is necessary to help us survive, but my personal opinion is that it is really here as a bridge to help our consciousness interpret the 3D world around us and navigate our existence in this life. Unfortunately, we can literally hear our minds think. We can hear our minds interpretation of past, present, and future events. We can hear the predictions our mind is trying to calculate, the problems it's trying to solve every second of every day. So what happens? We listen to it. And we are so accustomed to hearing that voice, our voice, that we listen to it. Regardless of how foul the mind's interpretation is, we take it as truth. But remember the loophole to all of that is our mind can be programmed to process information and spit it back out, not solely based on past experiences, but also by our beliefs and prejudices. So we have one programmed mind telling us how we should respond in a situation, what our next move will be, how the programmed mind believes we should worry about our future. So now we move to our second mind, the body. Yes, the body in itself is a mind. I can prove it to you. I want you to think of a daily habit you have. Let's say one of the first things you do in the morning is go grab a cup of coffee. Tomorrow morning, rather than getting up and heading straight for the coffee pot, I want you to change your daily routine and first head to the shower. It will not be long before your body starts screaming at you saying, uh, hey, we've been awake for 15 minutes. Why are we not going to the coffee pot? Why are we not ingesting caffeine? <laughs> so 
this can also apply to emotions. Your body reacts on its own sometimes and has its own programming in place for how to respond. If you are struggling with anger issues, for example, and you're working on your temper, someone may say something to you that would typically be offensive and set you off. But you're trying to work on that, right? So before you have a second to react mentally, your body is doing it for you. You feel the rage in your stomach and throughout your whole body. So to put it simply, much like your mind, your body is programmed, otherwise known as habits. What you put into your body, the choices you make throughout your day actually teaches your body to react and behave in a specific way. Therefore, excuse me, therefore, your body helps you to decide your next move through the power of habit and programming your body says we take this way to work we stick to this schedule we stick to this addiction the programming of the mind or habits your body now has is actually a wonderful tool why because it learns to take care of tasks for you while you are focused on something else you learn and therefore you don't have to spend every second of every day focusing solely on one task at a time, which would become incredibly exhausting if we had to do that all day. Driving has become automatic. Walking, eating, and other basic tasks are something you no longer have to focus on. They are automatic. So again, wonderful tool if you have wonderful programming. Now, if you really want to test this theory of mind and body uh, and test them to see if they really think for themselves, here's a way to really throw them off and try something different. Take 15 minutes. Instead of sticking to your regularly scheduled programming, go sit down in silence, maybe with some meditation music or sounds. Tell your body it's not time to work or to be busy. Instead, it's time to just sit and stay put. No thinking, no mind, no errands, no cleaning. Just sit and stay put. Your mind and your body will go absolutely insane. No, I need to solve this problem. I didn't think about this or consider this yet. I have to clean this. I have to arrange that. I have that email to respond to. No, not yet. We're just going to sit here and stay put. That's your programming fighting you. Now remember, there's a third mind in you though. A mind that has more control over these programmable physical minds. And that is your true self, your consciousness, your spirit, whatever you want to call it. The part of you that is eternal. The mind that already has access to the ideas of the universe without having to go through the trouble of solving the problem or creating the perfect piece of art. And actually, I'll get back to this in one second because it's really important. So I've said so many times before, you have a choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to take a different path. This is the mind you begin thinking from. This is the mind that has the control to say, no, I am not accepting this interpretation of things. It is the part of you that has the power to change your life. This is the real you. This is what I am referring to when I tell you that you are not your mind. 
It is your formless self that can choose to take on whatever role you so choose in this life. This is the mind you start thinking from because again, it dictates to the other parts of you and chooses the future programming coming into your life. Is it positive or is it negative programming? The choice is yours and yours alone. So I love examples. <laughs> Here's an example of how these three minds can be at war with each other. So let's say you decide you wanna be the best football player in your school. You have three months to get ready for tryouts. You get excited, you start visualizing yourself as successful, you imagine scoring the big touchdown, your friends and family are so proud of you. Okay, so it all sounds nice until the mind steps in. And your mind says to you, you can't be successful at this. What if you fail during the tryouts? Everyone will laugh at you. You should just quit while you're ahead. Then your body chimes in. Well, yes, I agree. You can barely run more than 30 seconds before running out of breath. We're tired. Let's stop the exercise and go eat some chips, uh, watch TV and play video games like we're used to. Your consciousness says, no, I want to have this experience. I really think I can make it a reality. Your mind responds with, you fail at everything you try, why bother? What makes you think this will turn out any different? I could go on and on with this, but I think you get the idea. You have been feeding your body and your mind absolute garbage out of habit and perpetuating these negative outcomes in your life. It's a vicious cycle of habit and fear keeping you locked into your current set of circumstances all while you scream for change. So why do you stay exactly where you are? Because it's comfortable. As terrible as your current circumstances may be, and as much as you may hate yourself for not being able to change for the better, you can't seem to change. You can't seem to get up and get going. You remember the doing, the 99%, the journey? It seems so hard, but why? Because it's so obvious, so many people miss it. <laughs> Your behavior in itself is addictive. You are comfortable being you because it fits your current programming and set of habits. It's your conscious self that directs your body and mind to say, no, we can be better. We can do better. I need to get up and hit the gym. I need to finish writing that paper. I need to get out of bed rather than snooze the alarm again. You are literally addicted to your personality and your behavior. You are addicted to anger. You are addicted to depression. You are addicted to anxiety. You are addicted to self-sabotage because you have been living in that state of feeling for so long, you really think and believe that it's you. You think it is what you are made of, but it's not. If you change, you no longer feel like yourself. And this is uncomfortable. It's so much easier to give up the fight and simply slide back into old habits that you've lived in the last so many years. So where's the positive? The positive is if you have been making your way through life while these three minds are at war, then what happens when there's peace and harmony within yourself? It can take some time, I'm not gonna lie to you, but putting in the effort initially is so worth the results that you see in the end. How do you change then? Before you begin by saying you're gonna start running five miles every day 
and eat only healthy food or adopt a millionaire's daily routine, let's start smaller. A simple mindset change. That's it. It's easier said than done, I know. But simply because that's all it takes. That's what makes it simple. This is good because it accomplishes two things. One, you're starting small. You're not beginning physically and trying to push your body to the absolute limit, getting upset that you failed and quitting. Two, because it helps you set up for success in your future. Out of habit, you are now more than likely focusing on the negatives at every turn. This will fail. I'm a loser. I'm overweight. I'll never amount to anything. They're going to leave me. All good things are taken from me. The same story. When you begin to think from a positive outlook with one habit, you begin to notice other times that your mind throws negative thinking in your direction and you begin to shift those thought processes as well. You're going to fail. You always do. It's no different this time. No. I am going to succeed. I am different now. That was the old me. You begin to see through the lens of success rather than failure. And that in itself is a huge accomplishment. One final note before I wrap up. I'm going to do another episode on this subject alone, but I want to briefly mention it here. Start by living your life with no mind. I mentioned the uh, before in a, in a past episode the power of being present in everyday life, and this ties into it. When I say you are thinking more from your conscious self, you aren't actually really thinking like what you may believe I'm describing. It's really mastering the art of not thinking, the art of no mind. So like when I'm writing music, the very best music and lyrics I have come up with, they just come to me as though they were already written, like it already existed and I was copying it down. When I'm painting, it's the same thing. Do you believe that artists sit down and overthink all of their work? No. The way the artist's mind works is there's no mind, uh, the flow state. When you are really involved and sucked into the art, the song, whatever, there's no mind involved. It just comes out of you naturally. You are so hyper-focused at that moment, you aren't thinking about all the things that may go wrong with your work. And you certainly aren't thinking about work and how that person didn't text you back and why that may be. No. You are completely in tune with your higher self and at an absolute state of bliss. This is why art, working out, sports, they're all addictive in themselves because you get into those brief moments in time where you are connected to something higher. You are completely alone in the universe and there is no mind around to tell you that you will always fail. Nothing can sabotage you in those moments. So begin to see your goals, mindset changes, and work from a state just like this. Don't overthink, just do. Let the answers come to you, let it flow. It will take some time and getting used to, but with practice you will find out just how much easier things seem to become. You will find that you aren't weighted down with the burdens of the world that really have no business floating around in your mind in the first place. 
Practice the doing, not the thinking. Combine the practices of no mind with periodic conscious thoughts of the direction you want to go. Imagine the person you want to be. Embody that person in that moment and then let it go. Just begin. Don't worry about the fancy diet you need to start, how many push-ups, how many emails to complete, how many pages to write. Just begin and let your conscious mind take over the rest. This is where the no mind and staying present parts really become important. As your mind and body begin seeing change that is outside of your regularly scheduled programming, they will begin to fight you. They will bombard you with how uncomfortable you feel. Your mind will want you to think about how weird it feels, how bad you are craving that particular addiction, how you are wrong um, and how you failed in the past. Uh, you failed in the past, you'll fail in the future. I call these things cookies. You know, when you begin a diet and all you can think about is that one last cookie you have in the cupboard and all your mind and body can seem to focus on is consuming that cookie, let it go. I say it a lot, but it really helps. Just breathe. You need to give your mind something to do. Give your body a job to do. Focus on your breath. The cravings will pass. The discomfort will pass. The negative thoughts will go away. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's so simple, and you can carry it with you everywhere. As you practice this over time, your mind and body will begin to fall in line with your conscious mind. They will learn to wait and take direction, not always be first in line and in control. The three minds will begin uh, to be at peace with each other, and soon you will find that they are harmonizing together rather than fighting for absolute control. I hope that this information was helpful and will start to add a positive change to your life. If you enjoyed what I had to say today, please like and subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes to come in the future. And also, if you have questions that you would like me to address in a later episode, feel free to email me at nothingmatters133 at gmail.com. That's nothingmatters133 at gmail.com. Again, my name is Brandon Winstead, and I wish you all a blessed day and life.